you're listening to MOD Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG channel where we help you to see a real and practical Christian from God's word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Today we're going to be continuing our verse by verse explanation of the book of Romans. One more in chapter 4. Now, some may say, ah, oh, not another verse by verse explanation of the word of God. Can we not just do topics? Um, well, topics are good. You can do topics and we've done so in the past. Really, topics help you to zoom into a particular issue and just nip it in the board. Topics help in many other ways and it's good for referencing. So you can easily just scroll down and see what you want and, you know, click it or just send it to a friend. However, for me, I believe that I'm not just doing this to let you hear it and enjoy it and learn something. My goal is to empower you to also study your bible that's actually my goal with this podcast i want you to learn how to study your own bible because you see a teacher can just sit here and teach you and that's always a good thing but when you don't go back to study your own bible something is always going to be missing you're just going to be how i put it i don't want to say receiving regurgitations but um when you actually open your own bible look inside it and learn to mine treasure learn to discover learn to find out you know it gives you confidence that you can actually do this god thing think about it imagine if you are able to come to the same conclusions that i'm able to come to by opening your own bible and looking at it which is the joy honestly years ago i was taught or i learned that you know, the Bible was this mysterious book and you had to unlock it with revelation. Like, when I say that, I mean that you had to, um, you know, fast pray and then the Holy Spirit would begin to teach you the Bible and all that. Now, there's an element of truth to that. But the problem was that I was always waiting for this Holy Spirit to just show me the mysteries of the Word. And I would just be looking at this text and and I'm like, what (laughs) does this actually mean? But you see, later I was able to learn by the help of God sending me certain people and teachers and pastor and all that. I was able to learn that there are actually rules on how the Bible should be studied. There are principles, there are guidelines, right? And what that just means is that anybody can arrive at the same conclusion if he or she follows the principles. If you follow these rules, right, and you just take out the time to study, There is no conclusion any minister anywhere comes to that you will not come to in your own private closet. Now, this doesn't take away the grace of God on the life of ministers because there is such a thing as the grace of God. There's such a thing as as we study sometimes um, because there's what we call an office, okay? So, in this case, like, we have a teaching office. For example, a pastor usually will have a teaching office. And that, like, basically a teaching office goes a lot with ministry gifts, with the pastoral office and what that means is that there will be extra grace in quotes to actually um exposit the word or explain the word there will be insights i think that's the word there will be more insight you can expect more from a 
minister. However, there are lay believers. I want to say lay believers. I mean those who are not called to stand on pulpits who also have grace to also teach, to do all those things. You don't have to be on the pulpit to be a blessing. I mean, it can be a Bible study you start in your neighborhood with gathering a few uh, teenagers around or a few friends. It can be something online you start, you know, gathering people around and you are just studying the Bible together. And I mean, that's really how it's supposed to be done right it, it makes you it's part of the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry teaching every believer should learn to teach but you can't teach if you cannot study right if you can't study you can't teach that's just the way it is right if you look at the book of acts right i think it's chapter six you see the apostles who after the there was Bible says there was murmurings that began to happen because the widows were some of the widows were being ignored when it came to the daily distribution of food. And so the apostles now appointed or set, told the people, appoint seven people who are going to oversee this business. It says we cannot leave the work of God to come and wait on tables. So we need people to do this stuff. And that we may give ourselves more to prayer and the ministry of the word. In other words, a minister's primary duties are prayer and the ministration of the word. The ministration of the word are divided, is divided into two. There is the study of the word, which is actually very, very laborious. In fact, the Bible actually tells us that it is, if you look at um, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, it says, Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth so that word study is actually in the greek that word is supposed to be spudazo and spudazo means to be prompt to be diligent to labor in other words it's labor to study the word of god is actually labor it's intense it's something that takes time and if you really think about it it means that the labor you put into the word of god should be similar to the labor you put into certain things that are academic in nature. For example, your school books. Imagine how you study your school books. You don't glance at your school books and hope to pass an exam. You actually study. And study means you go beyond the norm. You don't just read the lines or just read the words and just move down with no intention of retention. Hmm. Okay, I like that. Yeah, you're supposed to study with the intention of retention, with the intention of understanding. So think of how you read your school books. Even definition, for example, you have uh, biology, for example. Biology, what's the definition of biology? Biology is the study of life. And so you say, okay, it is the study. What does it mean to study? You see, that's actually how you are, you, you learn what does it mean to study biology is the study of life what does it mean to study you break that word down some more okay to study would be to actually dig in you see as i'm talking i'm even realizing that the word study i don't even i'm even trying to find how to explain it you know better but if you want to use the word study there's okay let me just save myself with a dictionary right okay so the word study if my trusty device does not fail me the word study would actually mean the devotion of time and attention to gaining knowledge on a, of an academic subject, especially by means of books. So in other words, to study, right? When it says study, uh, okay, biology is the study of life. It means biology is the devotion of time and attention 
to gaining knowledge, right, of life. So you take time and attention, you pay attention, you take out time to pay attention, to observe, carefully study, observe, you know, you see another word, observe, uh, life. And when you say life, you have to explain life. You Life ranges, let's just say everything that is living. Let's just, <laughs> let's just say it like that. Everything that is living. And so, you see, it's the breakdown. You are actually breaking it down. You're not rushing. And any good student who is actually after understanding and not just to pass an exam will actually take this approach. You'll go make references, probably watch some YouTube videos on the whole thing, right? You'll do some reading, find textbooks and things because they're trying to expand your knowledge base on that particular subject. So similar, you know, to Bible study. Bible study requires diligence because First uh, Peter chapter 3, verse 15 tells us that we should sanctify the Lord in our hearts and be ready to give every man an answer, a reason for the hope that is in us. In other words, we should be ready to defend our faith, right? We should be ready to explain our faith. But you can't explain what you don't know. If you don't understand your faith, you cannot explain your faith, all right? So Bible study is actually tantamount for every single believer. And so when we do line by line, verse by verse explanations, what are we doing or what are we saying? We are actually helping you to see how you can also study your Bible. Are you seeing that? <laughs> Very good. So we're going to go right into today's own. As you see, because of the time I've spent explaining, I've actually used almost all the standard time, but we'll be brief today. Let's just put into practice what I have been talking about. All right. So verse that's Romans chapter 4. We stopped at verse 5 yesterday, all right? So we said, well, to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith accounts for righteousness. So he believes on him. Are you seeing that very important part that the person who is not going to work, who is not going to be accepted by, you know, by God based on performance because it's impossible for God to accept you based on your performance because nobody can keep the standard. All has been put under sin. So nobody is righteous, not one. Okay, so... It says you have to what believe on him. So that's important because him, the him there is talking about Christ. Him is God. Christ is God. He came and he bore our sins. Right? The Bible says he bore our sins in his own body. He took upon us or upon himself the weight of our sins, right? And then made provision for his own righteous nature to be given to us. So it is by believing on him right we believe on what he did we believe on his work the work that he did not the works that we do we believe on his performance not on our performance right and that is when that faith accounted to us for righteousness verse 6 says just as david also describes the blessedness so it now zooms into david right and this is how you do it just as david who is david obviously david is the david of the old testament that warrior guy, the shepherd boy, the psalmist, he says, also describes the blessedness of the man. So he uses the word to describe. In other words, David tries to what? Paint a picture. David tries to explain, tries to help us to see something. He describes the blessedness, right? Or will I say well-offness of the man to whom God imputes righteousness apart from works. So, of the man of whom what God was imputes, that word imputes an accounting term and it means to pay, like 
I can impute this amount of money into your account. And so in this case, there is a, the man is blessed. Why? Because God has imputed. I mean, think about it. If you were just sitting and had an alert into your phone, an alert entered your phone, you, I mean, you're blessed. Glory to God, you're blessed. Okay? So this blessedness is that righteousness is what imputed into your account on your behalf. So it means you're just there in your sin and everything. And before you were even born again, you were declared righteous. That is, God had already taken care of sin on the cross. Are you seeing that? He says, apart from works. That is, he gives you his righteousness apart from your performance, devoid of your performance. And that's why there is no such thing as boasting. Whether you are not saved or even when you get saved, you cannot boast before God and say, my performance, my works, see what I did, see how I am. You, you can't do that because you've actually been redeemed without you paying anything. Are you seeing that? Apart from works. So they now quote David because David was actually speaking in the Old Testament, obviously. This is the New Testament or the book of Romans. So Paul is quoting what David said and explaining it. Verse 7, it says, Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Alright? Blessed is the man to whom the Lord shall not what impute sin. This is David many years ago who was prophesying about what Christ would come and do. Are you seeing that? So, I mean, we have much more to cover, but I'm going to stop here. But I hope that this has given you a rethink. And as you listen to this, wherever you maybe are going to work or maybe before school, if, if you caught it before you left, or after school, or whenever you're listening to this, right, why don't you just take out time, sit down with your Bible, and just like this same Romans, we've been doing Romans 1 down to 4. Go back to Romans 1. Just open it and just, I mean, just start reading line by line. Just look at it. Just observe it. You know, you can pray, God, God, open my mind up. Help my mind to process this. And just look at it one by one. I've explained before the laws of context. And the way I study, you should be able to apply the same thing. It's easy. It's easy. All right? But it's labor. It's easy labor. <laughs> All right? Okay, guys, that's it for today. Um, before I say God bless you, I'm also doing this on YouTube, by the way. Uh, so usually what happens here also, if you want to see my face, it's <laughs> usually on YouTube. I upload every day, although I'm experimenting with some new uh, ways of teaching these things. So just stay tuned. The channel is MOG channel. Yes, MOG channel. Just type it that on YouTube and scroll down till you see the one that is supposed to be my face. Very nice, uh, godly face like that. All right. So guys, that is it. God bless you. Share this with somebody. Help them to also understand these things. God bless you and bye-bye. If this blessed you, or you want to say hi, or you have a question, you can head over to my Instagram at pst.essien, pst.essien. Also, if you've been blessed and you'd love to support what we do here at MOG Podcast, then you can give to 0106-207-685. I'll say that again, 0106-207-685 GT Bank. God bless you.